everybody. Welcome to the RV Podcast. This is episode 466. And we are coming to you today on a beautiful day from RV dealer Open House in Elkhart, Indiana. I'm Mike Wendlin. This is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And this is uh, one of these RV events that is a must attend for us. Uh, we'll talk a lot about it and some of the information that we're picking up here. We uh, look forward to an interview with the president and the CEO of the largest uh, towable manufacturer of RVs in the country. Uh, we are really excited. Uh, Jeff Reynolds will be with us in a little bit. And we'll be talking to um, a lot of other folks here over the next several days. This is attended by dealers. It's not open to the public. And it is uh, a, a chance for dealers to come in and take a look at all of the 2024 models that are being uh, offered on display by the various manufacturers. Uh, I mean, this is the RV capital of the world. That's where we are. And it was so much fun just pulling in and seeing all the different RVs on display lining both sides of the road. There's RVs everywhere. And as much as I love the big RV shows, the crowds aren't, you know, elbow to elbow. This is a different kind of animal, but um, I love it. It's really fun. And I'm ex really super excited to be here this year because we didn't go to Hershey. We didn't go to Hershey because it's so hard for us with all the crowds at Hershey. Um, is to uh, actually get in an RV and show you what it's like. So we come here uh, and uh, there's just not quite the pressure with the crowds and you really can spend more time looking at the RVs. 80% of all of the RVs in the, uh, the made that you'll find anywhere in the world are made in and around the Elkhart, Indiana region. And uh, this is uh, truly is the RV capital of the world. So the people you see wandering about, uh, those are all dealers. Um, and uh, they're here to uh, many of them to figure out what orders they want to place for next year and uh, you get lots of information so that's uh, that's where we are uh, this week this is serious buyers <laughs> yes if you think Not just uh, lookers, they don't serious. buy one or two they buy 50 serious. or 100 you know deal. and that's pretty good hey uh, we should point out that there is a video version of this podcast that you can watch uh, it is on our YouTube RV lifestyle channel uh, and you uh, will find, if you go to RVLifestyle.com, you find a player and you can watch it right there on our RV Lifestyle travel blog. And of course, it's, uh, it is a podcast. It's available on all of your favorite uh, podcast apps. So uh, check that out. Big announcement from us. Uh, our 19th uh, RV travel guide has now been published. We have a, really a whole library of RV travel guides uh, all around the country. And this one just came out. It's on coastal Maine, which is a fabulous trip along uh, US 1 all the way up to uh, the Canadian border. Uh, it's uh, seven bucks, instant download, lots of resources available. And we urge you to check that out if you will. Uh, just go to rvlifestyle.com slash coastal Maine. We are pretty excited about that. Now, um, social media is a big part of our platform and our RV Lifestyle Facebook group is now pretty close to 225,000 members. That's amazing. Any question people have is almost answered immediately. It's a place, a community where people come together and help each other out. 
Uh, Wendy Boyer is uh, one of our moderators and helps uh, keep uh, everything moving right on the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. And uh, she has for us this week the social media buzz. Hi, everybody. We had a Facebook member named Bubby who asked last week, what does everyone use to cover the leather couches from your dogs? Well, so many people travel with dogs these days. This post got a lot of responses. And obviously, as some members pointed out, not letting your dogs onto your sofas would be the best way to protect them. But let's face it, some of us let the dogs come up or they go up when we're not looking. So what do you do? So many suggestions here. Um, some recommended to Bubby that they just use an old beach towel, an old sheet, an old blanket and protect their furniture this way. Some said they never cover the leather sofa in their rig. Instead, they use saddle soap, and they said it works really well to protect the leather. And then finally, the other common uh, suggestion here was to buy RV furniture sofa protectors, and many people gave pictures of what they use. So lots of great suggestions there and lots of interest on that post. And next, I'd like to share with you a post from Michael that was a road condition warning. So Michael uh, was driving on I-40 in New Mexico and he snapped a picture of himself on this two-lane interstate saddling the center lane. And what was so crazy is the person ahead of him was driving that same way right down the center of the two lanes. And what he wrote was, sad to say, but this is how we roll through New Mexico on I-40, straddling the center lane. I avoid 90% of the potholes that trash your rig. The other 10% that I hit are when I move over for those passing. Onward. So Michael's road report got a lot of interest and many agreed that I-40 apparently is really, really bad. Um, in fact, one member, Thomas, he said the same thing as a lot of people just stay off there. Apparently Thomas was on the same section coming back from Las Vegas and he said from Kingman, Arizona through New Mexico is specifically just a, a place to avoid. So again, um, sounds like a real disaster, hundreds of comments, stay off that road if you can. And then finally, I'd like to share a tip from Karen that is just a really great reminder for us all. Um, her tip was, if you check into a new campsite, make sure you find out where the area hospitals and urgent care centers are and write them down somewhere in case of an emergency. Now, sadly, Karen was sharing this tip because she had an emergency. She said at about 4 a.m., she woke up at a campsite with just excruciating abdominal pain, and they didn't know where to go for help. Um, and at that early hour, they tried making some calls, but the hospital and medical facilities apparently weren't answering the phone. They didn't know what to do. They lost some time there, but eventually called 911, an ambulance came out. Sounds like it took her to the hospital. Sounds like it was appendicitis and she had surgery and was released the same day. So quite a dramatic situation there. But her tip that she wanted everyone to hear was you can avoid a lot of stress if you just know ahead of time where the nearest hospital and urgent care centers are. And many thanked her and also added get the name of the 24-hour vets in the area too if you're traveling with pets so you have that in case of an emergency. Great tips. And that's it for me this week. I'm Wendy Boyer, and I'll see you next time over at the RV Lifestyle Facebook group. You know, it's something that we who have pets have to deal with. You're going to let the pet jump on the furniture or not jump on the furniture. And they're going to jump on the furniture when you're not there unless you crate them. So with Bo, we, uh, we got to cover it at Walmart and put it on. It works great. 
but I really appreciated that tip about saddle soap. I'm going to use that on our sofa to help protect it. So, All right. Lots of good information. It Always, is. Wendy. Thank you. We are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with uh, the president and CEO of the largest manufacturer of uh, towable RVs in the world. And uh, he will be with us in a moment right after this. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborne batteries. Battleborne batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And Battleborne batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborne battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborne batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back. Coming to you now from uh, the uh, Elkhart Dealer Open House event, Elkhart, Indiana. And we are excited uh, to uh, bring on the program now for our interview of the week, uh, Jeff Runnels. Jeff is the uh, president and CEO of Keystone RV. And uh, Keystone is uh, huge. Uh, it is the largest manufacturer of towable RVs in the world. And uh, Jeff is here. We thought we'd get an idea of what uh, this RV open house is all about for the dealers. Uh, what are some of the trends of the industry, particularly as we head into 2024 with all the uncertainty over interest rates, hikes, and all of that. Uh, Jeff has uh, been a longtime friend of the program, and uh, we uh, enjoy talking to him every time we get a chance. So, ladies and gentlemen, meet Jeff. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for making time for us uh, today at this uh, busy show. First of all, what happens at RV Dealer Open House? Why is this such a big deal to so many manufacturers? Well, this is our Super Bowl. So this is where all the dealers from around the country, you know, get to come in, Canada, United States. And uh, not only do we get their opinion on all of the new stuff we've come out with, but we get to hear what's going on with their business and what they think is going to happen the next several months, which, of course, in this environment is really important. And so it just kind of helps give us a, an idea of whether what we've been doing is right or wrong or what they think and kind of gives us an idea of what to prepare for. The, there's also a lot of business to be done at one of these, right? A lot of business, yep. You know, it used to be Louisville. We'd, we'd hold the Louisville show and all the manufacturers would go down to Louisville in November and December for years and years and years. And several years ago, this is just a better time of the, the year. Bring everybody into kind of our backyard. It's great for the, the local economy, but it is where we do a, a significant amount of business. So unlike an RV show where the dealers may sell, you know, uh, one customer, one RV, here you might have one customer buying a dozen RVs or yep. four dozen RVs or a yep. hundred RVs. So. Well, it depends on the customer too. So you've got now with a, a larger buying groups coming in. So you could sit down with one group and you could talk to, you know, 20 different dealerships and each dealership has a different need. Each dealership's from a different area of the country. So it's really changed the dynamic these last several years, um, which it makes it all that more important to, to sit down and have these face-to-face -face conversations. Well, what are the big things that you're seeing as we head into the 2024 season. How has it changed over these uh, last couple of post-COVID years? 
Well, post COVID has been interesting. It doesn't, you know, we're still trying to get our feet under us for, you know, what customers really need, what, what they really want. So this last round of RV shows has helped, you know, we just came out of Hershey. Um, that's always a really good barometer for, for what the customer trends are going to be and, and, you know, what the customers want. And so, um, you know, this show, we'll get a little bit more face-to-face -face feedback on what other shows around the nations have, have been, but I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out that post COVID trend. What's next? Um, a lot of price points, a lot of price points that people are trying to, you know, we loaded a lot of solar, a lot of lithium, a lot of different creature features into these coaches the last couple of years. And so, um, with inflation and the addition of all these parts and pieces, you know, we've exceeded some price points. And so now we're trying to figure out where those price points need to be, reset them, what the content level needs to be. And, um, so I think this show will help with that. And what about the interest rates? Are they affecting you? And uh, what do we do about that? Absolutely. I wish there was something really effective we could do yeah, about could that. Yeah, could you solve that for us? And yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could. You yeah, know, the weekend would be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it would be nice to solve that. You know, I think everybody has has been waiting with bated breath on what's going to happen. You know, are the interest rates going to continue to go up? Are they going to are they going to drop off? And obviously, we haven't seen rates like this since well early two thousand, late late nineties, and so. Um, that certainly has affected us. Um, and that, that plays into, okay, do we need to decontent the coaches? Do we need to shrink them up? Um, cause what can people afford? Exactly. And that's why not everybody needs lithium batteries and the solar. So now reality time, that's what right. do I really need? And How realistic is it? I'm going to really go boondocking. And I wonder if we've oversold that. People like, like us who are always, you know, extolling the virtues of boondocking and stuff. And, that's not really the whole RV market out there either. No, no it's not. Yeah. And, and again, COVID, when everybody takes just everything they can get, um, it's a little misleading. And we, we really wanted to jump into lithium and solar and we wanted to do it right. If you're going to do something, you want to make sure you're using the right components and you're doing it the right way. And you want to make it as for affordable as you can for the customers. But that maybe gave us a, a false sense of what people really want. I think I think there are also some buyers who will probably never use some of the, the, the solar packages that we're putting on these, but they'll still take it. Well, now when they're faced with, okay, here's how much money I have and here's what the payments will be, now you're going to get a better sense of what people really do and don't want. But that's not just going to be lithium. It's going to be, you know, the size of refrigerator. It's going to be the size and length of a unit. Um, so everything is is under scrutiny right now from the window treatments to the hardware in the coach. We're, we, we don't want to cheapen things up, um, but we want to make it affordable. One of the things that has confused me a little bit is we read that wholesale shipments are down, but retail is up. What does that mean? That sounds like it's good news, but what exactly does that mean? Well, there's a, there's a lot of different ways um, that you're, you're seeing or reading about that. Used, the used market has been really, really good. Um, a lot of these dealers, who have learned over the last couple of years that they couldn't always get exactly what they wanted. Um, now they're 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 forced to look into use. They're buying a lot more units. They're taking units on trade that maybe over the last couple of years they wouldn't have taken. Um, and so use makes up a lot of that out there. The other part of this is dealers have learned over the last couple of years when they couldn't get units, they've learned how to sell digitally. They've learned how to sell off brochures. And so they've made do with what they've had. So they may have one unit on the lot that they sell off of, and then they're taking orders and, and they're giving them to us and we're building them almost in real time for the customer. So there's been a couple of different things, but a lot of it has just been made up by the used market. Is the time involved now in, uh, in ordering an RV and getting it done, has that shrunk a whole lot? Is that pretty much in control? And how about parts? 
Well, we're still having some parts issues here and there. Um, it depends on the part and on the supplier. Things from overseas are still um, difficult sometimes. Um, but yes, the, the, the lead times have shrunk significantly. And now we're trying to get back into that cycle of for, uh, for a, a, a manufacturer to be eight to 10 weeks to a, to a dealer. That seems like a more realistic timeline that customers are willing to, to live with. And for, for customers, it just depends on the floor plan and the model. Some models and some floor plans are out just a little bit further than others. So it still depends, um, but it's certainly better than it was in COVID. I saw a sign that uh, you have here, and uh, it seems to be a pretty big part of your marketing. 2024, we're coming for you. What, what does that mean? Well, we're everybody's hungry. Everybody's had to, to sharpen their pencils again and, and get back to innovation and get back to um, you know doing doing the hard work. Um, that's not just in researching you know what people want. It's also in you know again choosing the right things for these coaches, um, listening, picking up the phone. I mean, it's it's in every aspect: service, warranty, quality, manufacturing. We, we wanted to we wanted to get better and so this year we're hungry and we're ready to go out there and earn the business uh, it's amazing to talk to the dealers because dealers are always publicly optimistic but there does seem to be a, a, a feeling that unlike 2000 that whatever we're going through now the interest in RVs has reached a scale that um, that there's going to be that core business that's that's pretty sustainable I think we saw that at Hershey. I mean, I, I think everybody is, has been a little stunted by the last several months because it wasn't COVID. You know, during COVID, I can't even explain to, to everybody how it, I mean, it was just, we'll take whatever we can get, you know, whenever we can get it. And we've never seen that in RVs before. Certainly we've had our ups and downs. We've never seen anything like that. So you're dealing with two things. You're, you're, you're dealing with the fact that it is more difficult out there. You've got interest rates. Um, you've got price points that have been exceeded. You've got, um, you got a lot of different factors, but you're also coming off the two most robust years this this um, you know this industry has ever seen, and so that's a that's a large fall from grace. And so I think what we did is we moved some people forward in the cycle, um, we drew some new buyers in certainly, and so now we're going to have to wait some of that out as we get back into a regular cycle. Plus, we've got a difficult environment out there, and so you're going to see a little bit of a, a of a desert, a little bit of a gap. Um, but what Hershey really showed is there was great attendance. I mean, you're faced with, again, high interest rates. You're faced with tough trade values. If you've just purchased anything in the last couple of years, as prices start to come down, but there were still people there and they were still willing to trade and they were still willing to, to listen. And I think that just shows that there are, there's a certain core that is not going to go away from RVs. And that's great for us. I think from our perspective, as, uh, you know, doing content and getting lots of really close feedback from our audience is that what really happened post COVID was an, an, an exciting look at, uh, the RV lifestyle as something that's more than just a, a vacation every now and then. That this has really taken root with the kind of the soul of, uh, of uh, of the consumer that that this whole idea of being able to go out and camp and be in comfort and from glamping to boondocking it it has caught the public's attention and is much bigger now than it than it was even before covid last, last question is you have everything from uh uh tollables like this uh, this unit that we're in now and uh it's just a sweet little unit uh, up to fifth wheels and, and uh, some of the best uh, RVs out there. How do you uh, how do you look at all of these different markets, and how do you decide what you're going to pay more attention to? 
That's a great question. So we've always, we're a brand specific company. So we, we, we take a, a, a segment like this Springdale that we're in and we say, okay, we need experts in this segment. And so this, this particular um, brand has a product manager and a manufacturing group dedicated to nothing but Springdale. And so the first thing we do is we say, and we teach the team or we ask the team, what's the need? What's the customer that you're going to focus on? And so then we build the brand story around that group, that customer. And so each of our brands at Keystone has a very specific need it fills. And then we give them a team. We don't, we don't give them the direction. We don't tell them what they have to do. We give them complete autonomy to go serve that customer. So in each case, our teams get to know their customer and their buyer better than anyone else. They're not responsible for fifth wheels or travel, fifth wheels and travel trailers and destinations. They're responsible for just their brand. And so, they form a relationship because we know in RVs, this is a relationship business. I mean, there's camaraderie, not only on the manufacturing side, but on the dealer side and certainly with the customer base. And so each of our brands gets to know their customer and their base and their needs and their wants. And then they build to suit that need. Um, and we, we deploy that in 12 different main brands and each brand has its own team. You know, uh, one last thing, every time we're here, uh, I keep saying one last thing, but I always think of another question. But every time we're here and we do a story about open house, we hear from so many people who say, why don't they make a couple of days a public show? Because you know, all, all the units are here. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any serious consideration? I mean, you would draw uh, probably as many as Hershey. Uh, yeah, to we talked about it. We've talked about it. In fact, um, for the last several years, they, they used to do a, a, a retail show. They used to do a retail show just before um, open house and um, they would draw a lot of folks into this area. Um, one of the catches here is a lot of these units are our first run units. Um, some of these units are things that we're just trying. We're throwing something up against the wall to see what the dealer feedback will be. And so it doesn't necessarily always translate into a retail show. We've talked about different ways to do that. We've talked about opening this up to the public afterwards to get public opinion. Um, we've talked about opening it up, even keeping it here for our employees to come in and kind of enjoy and see what, you know, the fruits of their labor. So there's been a lot of different things talked about. I think over the next year to five years, you'll see us evolve this into something different, whether it's a retail show or something else. I don't know. Something, how about uh, Elkhart Hope coming with? Oh, Elkhart, I like it. And you it's know, got a good the ring. Entertainment, food, people would uh, would come. It'd be a good flock. Jeff, thank you so much for making time with us. I know you're going to go out there and sell a gazillion RVs. And Fingers crossed. We probably just cost you $100,000 in uh, <laughs> profits from this interview. But... Uh, <laughs> But it was worth it for our sake. I appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> Thank the you, time. Jeff. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good. There is always so much insight to get from Jeff. Yep, he is. All right, when we come back, the RV News of the Week. Stay with us. Are you ready to embark on an unforgettable adventure in your RV? Our RV Lifestyle Travel Guide eBooks are your ultimate companions for exploring North America's most breathtaking destinations. They'll help you hit the road with confidence and make the most out of your RVing experience. We're Mike and Jennifer Wendland, and we are passionate explorers and the authors of an entire library of RV Travel Guide eBooks. We have meticulously put together detailed travel maps showing you the best routes, where to stay, what hidden gems to discover along the way. From the majestic Yellowstone National Park to the vibrant colors of Colorado, the awe-inspiring beauty of Utah, the enchanting deserts of Arizona, the tranquil Great Lakes region, the pristine wilderness of the Adirondacks, 
We've even done a captivating three-part guide to RV travel and camping in Florida. No matter where your wanderlust takes you, we've got you covered. Our curated list of must-see attractions ensures that you won't miss out on any unforgettable experiences. You want to witness the eruption of Old Faithful? We've got you covered. Craving an epic road trip through breathtaking landscapes? We've got the perfect route for you. Dreaming of beachside camping under the stars? We know the best spots. With our ebooks available for instant download at rvlifestyle.com books, you can have the knowledge you need right at your fingertips. Head over to rvlifestyle.com books and start exploring the wonders of North America today. Unforgettable adventures are waiting. Welcome back, and we are at the RV Open House event, and now it's time for News of the Week. Well, what happens if there is a government shutdown this week, as everybody has been talking about? What happens to national parks? Um, the grim thing is, is that unless Congress comes up with a solution uh, fairly fast, national park campgrounds are likely uh, to be closed, uh, along with this, uh, just about everything else that the federal government runs, uh, this weekend. And it couldn't come at a worse time. Yeah, and uh, a state that needs to be copied and modeled, I think, is Utah. Because in 2018, when the government shut down, because that tourism dollar is so important to their state. So what Utah did is they uh, took state money and, uh, and on their own helped keep those uh, campgrounds and those parks open. Uh, they're considering doing the same thing now. But so much confusion, because this is a wonderful time to be in a national park. It's probably the best time to camp there at all. Lots of people are there right now and will be there when the shutdown, if it happens, happens. And uh, a lot of people have reservations over the next few weeks. So um, what happens? Uh, Wyoming is also trying to figure out a way. They're uh, urging the National Park Service to please keep Yellowstone open and Grand Teton. Uh, no word yet on whether that's going to happen. So I guess our best advice, uh, advice is... Um, have a plan B. Have a plan and B. And stay tuned. Stay on yeah. top of it as much as possible. But uh, take a look at uh, uh, different uh, state and uh, private campgrounds around the area. And uh, if you have plans to be at a national park over the next couple of weeks, just be aware uh, that you want to jump on the phone as soon as possible and get a reservation there if the national parks uh, should close. Uh, fingers crossed that it doesn't. That's for sure. And our next story has to do with uh, thieves ripping off RVs that were meant for hurricane survivors. And then they sold them. They must be quite the cunning thieves. Yeah, this is uh, involved 19 different um, RVs. And the government owned these RVs, the federal government, and they had planned to give them as temporary housing to... Um, people who had lost their homes in Hurricane Ian last year in Florida. And they sold them uh, to unsuspecting buyers at uh, uh, too good to be true prices. I don't, I'm not sure how this ring got away with it. I'm not sure how they did either, but they said they were damaged and they were refurbished and that's why they were such a good deal. Yeah, so people would ask about them and they'd say, well, why are they so low? And I guess according to the government who charged this ring and broke up this ring, they said that uh, that they had been repaired and that uh, they were being able to resell at a bargain price. Uh, but again, it, if it's too good to be true... It probably is. It, I mean, you true. ask that question, but you really don't want to know sometimes. Yeah, yeah. so 
Uh, a good way to do this is to, um, when you are going to buy an RV, whether it's new or used, uh, get the VIN number and do a check. Anybody can do a VIN. We did a story about it all, and we can uh, we can put a link in the podcast show notes for you on RVLifestyle.com. But check that VIN number because it'll tell you the history of that RV. Uh, hey, there was a, a big fire at a uh, Camping World uh, store uh, near Chattanooga, Tennessee over the weekend. And actually, it was in the repair facility. Uh, happened Friday night after everybody went home. Yeah, and, and uh, they're thinking that it probably was an air conditioning unit that started the fire. There's a lot of flammable materials in an AC and an, an RV. But unfortunately, 12 different uh, RVs pretty much that along were with, in for yeah. repairs were damaged. The building, the RVs, pretty much all destroyed. So it was, uh, it was, it's a sad story. And uh, hopefully they all had insurance. And Camping World, I'm sure, had insurance. And they'll sort that all out. But uh, a that's lost, a big sense. lost season. A lost yeah. fall, probably. Fortunately, it's not start of the summer season in, in yeah. that sense. But it's good. I right, one more story you got, and it's a pretty good news story. If you like to, cal to camp in California. Yeah, California has had it, and they're going to pass some legislation that's going to make it so for all those people that book like six months in advance, and then they don't bother to cancel their reservation when their plans change, they're going to be penalized. And that is an awesome law that they're trying to pass because that happens all across the country. It is a national problem, this uh, empty, no-show campsite. You find it everywhere, state parks and private campgrounds. Uh, people just will make that reservation and then they never show and they can't fill that reservation. They can't fill the site because somebody kind of reserved it and then uh, people find there's no spots, even though there are empty spots that these no-showers were too rude to cancel. Right. There's like 15,000 campsites in uh, 280 different parks, and actually the local people, it always hits close to home when you can't camp and you can go out there and drive and see all these empty spots, and that's true in every state. People who don't cancel when they can't come. Well, so it is let's very. Hope they, let's hope that law passes in every state. Yeah, it, it's so refreshing to see a state do something about this, and uh, and maybe this will be a model for other states. Quick break, and then we're back with the RV question of the week, coming to you from the uh, 2023 edition of the Elkhart Dealer Open House. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where. RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,400 wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self-contained RVs looking for unique, beautiful, and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of rvlifestyle.com slash HH, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off, but you must use the special link, rvlifestyle.com slash HH. All right, welcome back. Time now for the RV Question of the Week. We should tell you we love to get your questions and your comments. You can reach us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Our first question comes from uh, one of our readers in, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, it's either Unicoi, 
Tennessee or yeah. Unicoi, Tennessee. Regardless, it's this beautiful little community near the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And uh, our, uh, our Karen, who is our uh, uh, question writer, gives us the following question. Okay, so uh, we, we put, they, got, they bought five acres and they put in all the utilities, the electric, water, septic, and fiber optic. And they had the property graded for a three-bedroom house and an RV pad. They spent about $83,000 and then COVID and inflation hit making a house financially non-viable for living in only four months of the year, as we also have a place in Florida for the winters. The local authorities have been very sticky about only allowing us to stay in our RV on the land with a specific permit only if we are building. I had the thought that maybe we should seek a variance and rezone the property as a private-use campground. Any insight you can provide based on your experience would be greatly appreciated. Thanks and God bless you in your venture. Karen. Well, um, Karen, we're not familiar with the local regulations and the zoning restrictions in your area. All we know about your area is that it's a beautiful area, like I say, right near the Smoky Mountains. So we're kind of at a loss as to what to say to us, other than the fact that you really do need expert local legal advice. So um, you need to, to find a local attorney in that area uh, and ask them what your best option is. Uh, can you can you rezone? Uh, can you um, this idea of going to a campsite to start a campground sounds a lot more complicated than trying to figure out a way and how you can stay in your RV with a house. I guess one suggestion I have is if the restrictions allow you to live in your RV while you're building your house, uh, have you started that process yet? I, I'm not sure from reading your question whether you have. It sounds like uh, you, you put a pad down, maybe that's where the house was going to go. You spent 80 something thousand dollars. Um, so there must have been something started. Uh, what can you do? Can you put up a wall? Can you uh, do a little bit of stuff? And will that you know, let you get around that regulation of uh, building a house? Um, I, I clearly see the, that they want you to, to live there in a, or have a permanent structure of some sort there. But how long does it do you have to build it? Do they have a requirement on that? Uh, these are all questions we can't answer because you know we don't know your property. But um, I, I think that it underscores for a lot of people, and the reason we want to put this question out there, is a lot of people are interested in buying RV land. And, and I can tell you from our experience of, in owning RV land for two years now, and be traveling around all over the country, finding other places that sell it, it's very hard to find places that truly are unrestricted, where you can live in your RV as long as you want. You can build a house or a barn dominium. Uh, so, you really, uh, anybody who's thinking about it, make sure you understand those local regulations uh, very clearly. Talk to a local realtor, talk to the local taxing authority. In Karen's case, our best advice is to get an attorney, don't you think? Well, I, yeah, I'll talk to somebody, a local lawyer, but I would think that you're gonna have to sell the land if you can't build. That's what I would say. Well, yeah, uh, they're gonna uh, they're gonna require something, and uh, or else just leave it empty and hope that things turn around and get better. Yeah, uh, but I can tell you that there's not a lot of value in in uh, you know RV land, even if you've developed a couple of RV parking sites on it. Uh, there's not a lot of value in that until you put up a structure. So, 
um, you need some good local legal advice. Do you have a question or a comment for us that you'd like us to answer on a future edition of the podcast? Our personal email is mikeandjen at rvlifestyle.com. We would love to hear from all of you. Well, we've got some exploring to do. We're going to talk to some more of the folks here at the RV Dealers Open House, uh, do a video on some of the models that we see. And uh, we're going to cut this all short now and um, go play. Plus, oh boy. plus, they've got some incredible barbecue. Uh, they have these world champion barbecue masters here providing barbecue, free barbecue for all the dealers here. And uh, I think we can get in and get some barbecue for lunch. So we're going to try and do that. <laughs> You can't blame us, right? So I think we are going to have some happy trails, and I hope you do too. Bye, everybody.